hey, have you checked out Noose News lately? If you haven't, please go to NooseNews.com and also subscribe to the free Noose News letter. It's a daily digest of the top stories every morning in your inbox at 7 a.m. No fees, no pop-ups, no kidding. And if you want to check out previous episodes of this podcast or future episodes or even this one, then go to FlourishHill.com. What's up, everybody? My name is Graham Hill alongside me. Judy Smith third, And this is the third edition of the Flourish Hill Podcast. Look at us. Three weeks in a row. We have not been canceled yet. We're still going. And here we are. It's just me and you back to square one again. Yeah, we didn't have a guest for this week, but tune in next week where... Actually, I don't know what's going to happen next week, so we'll just go ahead and just keep that hidden for now. Yeah, I mean, we're all kind of close to the holiday season. That is, I mean, this is a great opportunity. We want to say everybody that's a part of the News News family, not just our workers here, the people that put on the show, but to you, the listeners, and the people that contribute to making this what it is, we want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year's, and thank you for tuning in to the third edition of the Floor Show Podcast and also supporting News News, this free news outlet that is hosted right here in Kenton, North Carolina, your hometown, my hometown, Jesus' hometown. Thank you kind for being of. a part of our, yeah, kind of, back and forth for Fayetteville, but thank you for being a part of our very own family in the news outlet and um, just for supporting us. And yeah. Yeah, we've been serving the community need since, you know, we haven't even made it six months yet here. We, we haven't. And I, I know that just blows B.J. Murphy's mind as he sits back there behind that computer. But, I mean, we really do have something special going on here. Definitely. I mean, it's a blessing that, you know, both of us are part of it. I remember having a conversation with B.J. back in April talking about his possible endeavor back when I was working with the Flourish Post. And here we go, the Flourish Hill podcast. But it's just crazy how an idea, you know, took a little time to, to put it together. But as soon as it, as soon as it happened... And the way that it took off, I mean, it's been nothing short of spectacular. It's even more crazy for me because I remember kind of being or kind of getting jumped on board with this just when I was just messing around and doing my own broadcast for the um, North Aurora baseball team during their run in the playoffs and um, having B.J. Murphy contact me and, you know, laying down the foundation of what was going to be happening with um, News News and what he wanted, you know, as far as sports covering went and, you know, asking me to be a part of it. And look at us now, you know, we went through a – season of broadcasting high school football and now we're in the process of um discussing high school sports and yeah we we have our own show so it really is crazy to see how far we've come and uh, it's even more exciting to think of um you know what what's to come in the future as j cole said a dial in a dream so that's what we've got right now there you go the hometown the Fayetteville hometown hero the reference right there but yeah look genius we're a month into high school basketball and you know so far has this been everything that you expected or what what are you thinking of right now? Just seeing a month of the of the spectacular high school basketball that we have down here in Eastern North Carolina. You know, there have been some very very pleasant surprises. A couple of teams that I definitely want to highlight. Of course, we got to talk about last week's game between Green Central and Kinston as the Rams pulled out a spectacular overtime win. And oh, we will. Okay. We definitely will. That was, that was such a fun game. But yeah, I mean, really, it's. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised at where we're standing right now with um, high school basketball. I mean, if we take a look at the um, Eastern Carolina Conference right now, we have – well, I, I am kind of surprised by this. West Craven is actually number one in the conference right now. They have a um, an overall record of 1-0 and in the conference, but an overall record for the season of 3-1. Then, of course, you have Green Central – 
who is 2-0 in the conference, but because of their overall record of 5-4, and four, that's why they're a slot behind West Craven. You also have Aiden Grifton. I, well, I guess you could say Aiden Grifton and Green Central are tied for second right now because they both have 2-0 records in the Eastern Carolina Conference. Kenson is sitting at fourth right now in the conference with a 1-1 record in the Eastern Carolina Conference, 4-2 overall. North Lenore is right behind Kenson as they have a tied record of 1-1 in the conference, but an overall record of 4-4. Four four. South Lenore right now is still trying to find their first win in the conference as they are 0-2, 1-6 for the season. Washington is 0-3. They are definitely looking for a much-needed win in the conference, and then they have an overall record of 2-6. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, I am surprised. Wes Craven right now is sitting at number one in the Eastern Carolina Conference, but with how fun of a conference that we get to cover, there's there's no telling what could happen. And, I mean, we're definitely going to talk about some games that show why, you know, you can't – if you're sitting at number one in the Eastern Carolina Conference, you can't get comfortable in this podcast. Without question. I mean, West Craven, they, they've been a pleasant surprise. I haven't had the opportunity to see them play yet, but the Eagles, I mean, no pun intended, but they're flying high. And then, of course, you got Aiden Grifton, who, even though they lost a lot of talent, um, they lost jo- Josiah Shackelford to Word of God. They lost Leontay Moy to um, to Farmville Central. They lost Jaquil Gay to Green Central. And yet, the way that I've seen the team play, um, they lost against Farmville Central in one game that I was able to watch them, but... They are a cohesive unit, and they're focused more on guard play, but they have a big man in the middle, Nate Harris, who has been on fire lately. Well, I mean, look, and Wes Craven, honestly, is not that bad. They got their first win of conference play against North Lenore in an 82-71 victory at home. And, I mean, last year was their first year in the Eastern Carolina Conference. They came in along with Washington, and, I mean – they, they didn't have that bad of a season last year either. They had some pretty big wins. They had some games that they really cut it close to some other good teams. So, I mean, West Craven right now, I mean, we said that you can never be too sure, uh, you know, how long you can stay number one at the top of the conference. But, honestly, West Craven could have a good shot of staying number one for a while up until they, you know, face Green Central, which they haven't yet, and they also have to play Kenson. They have North Lenore again, which will definitely be a competitive matchup as North Lenore will look to get revenge as there will be a Hawks versus Eagle rematch. Yeah, no, West Craven, I remember watching them last year. They were a team that loved to shoot the three ball. I assume that that's kind of how, how they've been able to do it this year. They're not the biggest team out, but they're a team that will play hard, that will hustle and, and find ways to get it done. I mean, shout out to the coach out there, David Fernandez, who has done a tremendous job over the past couple of years. And, I mean, what's interesting to me, how do you think – because, like I said, Washington and West Craven came to the conference last year. Um, Goldsboro was removed. But how do you think um, West Craven and um, Washington have done so far of competing uh, or being a competitive in the Eastern Carolina Conference? Because they came from really good conferences, Washington and West Craven did. But um, how do you think they've done as far as adapting to um, the teams that they're playing now? I mean, right now, West Craven, they've definitely adapted better than Washington has. Washington, of course, was really young last year, and they didn't really have as much cohesiveness. This year, you know, they got the big win against Pontown Northside, which really impressed me, but they haven't really been able to make noise in the conference already 0-3. So it's going to take a little time before the Pan Packer are able to really get the ball rolling. Yeah, well, we are in conference play right now. Conference um, play has started for the ECC, and um, just – Going back and talking about what the what the current rankings are right now with West Craven number one, Green Central and Aiden Griffin tied at two, Kenson at three, North Lenore at four, South Lenore at five, Washington at six. Um, what are your predictions as far as how the conference um, standings are going to change 
over the season. You think there's going to be a team that makes a dramatic leap in the standings? Some teams are going to fall off towards the end. What what do you see happening come in the future? Because we have a lot of basketball season left to play, but what do you see happening so far? Right now, I'm still looking at Kenston and Green Central as 1A and 1B. I feel like the Vikings, even though they lost a game against Green Central last week, I feel like they can go ahead and take Green Central out in the zoo. Well, then again, you, you just never know, but I feel like Kenston and Green Central may wind up splitting the conference. If I were to pick one, I don't know, I'd probably lean a little bit more toward the Rams, and we'll kind of talk about that later. And then... I will put Aiden Grifton at number three, Wes Craven at number four, and then really it's going to be contingent on who wins the North and North, South and North game. I feel like the Hawks will, will be five, South and North six, Washington seven. All right, there you go. That's genius predictions right now. I mean, really, I, I'm the same way with you. I kind of see it being close with Green Central and um, Kent I mean, We saw a spectacular game between in the first meeting between those two teams this past Friday for our LCC Game of the Week, which we'll discuss later on the show. But it's really going to come down to those two. Um, you know, they had to face each other one more time as Green Central will travel to Kenton High. And then who knows, if there's any telling what it was like last season with this season, we could see those teams play again two more times in the conference championship, of course, and later on the playoffs. Um, I – Personally, I I like Aiden Griffin, you know, sneaking up there for third place. I think they um they stand they stand at a good spot. Uh North Lenore, I I could see being kind of a surprise factor cuz I mean, early on this season North Lenore was kind of struggling, but they had a huge win last week, which we'll talk about more. Um and they're always competitive against of course Kent's and their rival and you know, the South North North Lenore is the also one of the biggest rivals here in the Eastern Carolina Conference beside Kitson and Green Central. So, uh, like you said, depending on how it is with North Lenore and South Lenore, you know, that's going to play a factor in North Lenore, you know, again, the, um, again, and then the top four for the finish in the Eastern Carolina Conference. I kind of see Wes Craven dropping a little bit down, maybe to about um, fifth in the conference. Uh, South Lenore, I, I see them, or I mean, re- actually, really, Washington – um, I've been looking at their schedule a little bit. I've been impressed with what they've done so far against some teams. I kind of see them, you know, getting the fifth spot, and then I kind of see South Lenore. Unless things can change, South Lenore is also one of those teams where, you know, later on or late in the conference play, they can sneak out of nowhere and get on a hot streak and become contingent um, against good teams in the conference. So I, but for right now, I see South Lenore at sixth place. But what do we know? I mean, right now we with our prediction records, I'm about – like what eight and four? I think we were looking at before the show. Yeah, we ain't gonna talk about mine. Right, we're not going to talk about genius, but I mean, yeah, there's still there's still a lot of golf left to play, even though it is basketball. But I don't know if you ever heard that saying. But there is still a lot of basketball left to play in the conference. It's going to be very exciting. I mean, we got a great preview this past week of some great ECC matchups that are going to be fun to watch again as the two teams meet. And um, let's kind of talk about some great games that we had last week, starting with. What was probably the biggest upset as North Lenore, keep in mind, the first time North Lenore and East Wayne played each other was at North Lenore in the swamp, and East Wayne just went in there and pretty much did what they wanted with the Hawks as they won 93-66 to on December 7th in the first meeting. Well, last week, North Lenore traveled to East Wayne just five days after that first meeting between the two, and... Genius, I'll kind of let you tell everybody what happened. 
Now, I wasn't at this game, but the way that North Carolina was able to, to battle back, I think they were down big at, at halftime and were able to, to rally and get that 89-79 overtime victory. So maybe that's one of those games that, that turns things around. Uh, they played – they were able to defeat Washington – Two days later, they got Aiden Grifton in the in the Pitt County Christmas Tournament on December 26th. So we'll see how that matchup goes because Aiden Grifton is a very capable team. If North North can knock them off, then maybe we can start talking about, you know, possibly including them in, in the top four. I mean, I, seriously, North North played on um, plays Easter Wayne the first time this season, loses, um, loses by 27 points. And then in the second – and, I mean, last year when North North and Easter Wayne played – North and North open against Easter Wayne in the home opener, and North and North won by 30 points. Um, and this season, you know, in the first meeting between the two, between the two teams, Easter Wayne gets revenge, you know, in the swamp. But then North and North goes to Easter Wayne's court, beats them by 10 in overtime. And if that's not the the, the best definition of how much of a roller coaster season North and North can have, I don't know what is. I mean, obviously. With North and North, they're a team that they over the years they've had close games and wins against competition that you just would not expect. I mean, I remember over the years they played Green Central close, they played Kinston close on a couple occasions, they played uh, Farms of Central close, even though this year that wasn't the case. But again, I mean, and I, but and then my my junior year of high school, I remember North and North uh, defeating Farmville Central by like thirty points and. Uh, I, I believe the previous year, Farmville Central had won the state title. They didn't for, win by 30 points. I was at that game. It, no, I think they won by like 8 or 10 or something like that. I have to go back and check. But it was one of those things that really shocked me. And I remember I posted something about how Farmville Central had to, had a long streak. Yeah, they were like on a 26-game winning streak coming into that coming into that game. Yeah, that one, that one surprised me. That, that was a team that was led by Elshon Davis. Yeah, and Oshawn Davis, Mack, and um, Jake Morris. Um, I'm trying to think of some other key players on that team. I think Reed Paris was on that team. Reed um, Paris, Will uh, Sargent. Hines. Uh, can't remember yeah, his Ladari- first. Ladarius uh, Hines, yeah. Malik Ram. Um, wow. I, I've been here too long. <laughs> I mean, North Lenore always has, um, always has, you know, they have the talent. And they're, they're kind of – the everybody's um like oh North Aurora needs to be the team to look out for this year, and then somehow or another it kind of um I don't know never either comes together or it kind of falls apart, but I mean right now North Aurora is sitting at a um four and four overall record they're tied in the conference for one or they're tied up with their um conference record at one win and one loss so I mean I, it could be too early to say just after a week of conference play but be on the lookout for North Aurora. And um, yeah. After the first week of conference play, is there kind of is there kind of a you know a player in the Eastern Carolina conference that's sticking out to you right now? And we definitely got to start talking about the um, Kinston Green Central game. But Amaje Dodd is definitely the player that, that's really stuck out in my mind as somebody who could possibly be conference player of the year. Now, of course, Dontre Styles he he had a tremendous game after he was able to get out of foul trouble, like. His third quarter really helped Kinston and claw their way back into that game. Isaac Parson from Kinston is, a, is another good candidate. Uh, Dante Johnson from Green Central. He, I wouldn't call him a player of the year, but he's definitely been a phenomenal glue guy and somebody that could really see first team. 
And then looking at some of the other team, like some of the other schools, like um, Perry, Bethel Christian, Jones Senior. Jones Senior has a guard on Detorian Brown who has been lighting things up. Even though the, the Trojans haven't been as strong as a team, he definitely makes them must must watch. For Perry, the way that they shoot the ball, I mean, they basically just run up the court, shoot threes, but it's in a, it's in a pretty strong system. Nick Harrison and Matthew Huntley and Jaquan Mosley. I was about to say, Mosley really was a standout player for me when we went and saw Parrott. I mean, Parrott has really got a kind of a gem that they have now as um, Mosley transferred from South North, South North over to play for the Patriots. But, I mean, Parrott has really picked up a key factor in Mosley, and, you know, he'll definitely help the Patriots. But right now, um, Parrott kind of struggling – uh, with their season so far, they're sitting with an overall record of three and eight. Uh, they have not had any conference play yet. I'm looking right now. Actually, their next game is going to be against um, Goldsboro in the FCA Winter Classic at the University of Mount Olive College. Um, what do you think about that? Parrot playing against Goldsboro. You know, I appreciate it when you have public private school matchups. I mean, grow the way that I was able to start up my career and everything. I remember talking to a coach at Trinity Christian at, uh, in Fayetteville, and a lot of the schools out there, East Smith, Westover, Jack Britt, like nobody really wanted to play the private schools. It's a combination of, of several factors. It's, you know, they're worried that, you know, the private school will try to recruit some of their star players in public school. And then a lot of private schools, there there's some that have like maybe 10, 11 players that can play D1. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but – I always appreciate it when you get, you know, matchups like Randall Parrott and South and Orr, Randall Parrott and Goldsboro, or I would love to see a Bethel Christian Jones senior matchup. I mean, Bethel Christian right now, they're at 4-4, four and four, and they've got a lot of athletes on that team with um players like Jeremiah Washington, Quan Hamilton, Cody Dunk. So, I mean, things like that would be really, really interesting. Well, an interesting game that we saw and probably one of the most exciting games that we've seen so far this season was, of course, our LCC Game of the Week, which happened this past Friday. It was the first meeting between Kenson High and Green Central. What well, was a thrilling game. Green Central was able to get a 64-58 to victory over the Vikings in overtime. And, um, Genius, let's just get right into it. What, what did you think about the first meeting between the Vikings and the Rams? If Green Central can do that every game, they could be right there for the state title game for the second year in a row. What I saw them do, they played discipline, particularly early in the game when Amaje Dye was able to draw two fouls from Dontre Styles in, in the first 90 seconds and Styles had to sit out for the rest of the first half. Green Central, you played to their advantage. I mean, they're a team, they've got a lot of tall, tall players. They got some polished post players in Dodd and Johnson, and they. If they can just sit back and, and play that type of ball, slow it down some, and then they were able to get some great guard play from guys like B.J. Corbett and Kentrell Suggs. If they can just slow the game down, get it to the post, and the guards continue to play in that good manner, this team, even though they lost you know, so, so many big pieces like Torrance Clark and Raheem Edwards and Donquist Davis, they could really be out there for, for another chance at – at a deep state run. And look, I was super impressed by Green Central. We've seen them twice already. We saw them in the South Central game, which we didn't cover. We just kind of went to just to peak the Rams. And then, of course, we saw them in what was our first ever LCC game of the week against Farmville Central. And I mean, but like, like we said, South Central, number two team now in 4A. Farmville Central is still sitting in the top five in the state. And I mean, seriously, before that game, everybody was saying, 
oh, Green Stitch was coming to that game four and four. You know, that's not like a typical Green Central record, you know, going to a big game like that. But what I said, playing teams like South Central and Farmville Central was definitely going to help to the Rams' advantage playing against Kenson. Because, I mean, uh, no disrespect to Kenson and no disrespect to any other team in the conference, but we're, you're not going to see a better team than South Central or Farmville Central so far this basketball season. And the Rams played them twice. And, I mean, it really did help them, I think, losing to them. But, seriously, Green Central played their best basketball that I've seen so far out of them this season. And you know what's crazy about it? Kenston still had some great opportunities. I mean, they were down 10, and they had their opportunity to make a way to even get out there and, and win the game. Unfortunately, Dontre Styles' um, putback just didn't, didn't go in, but – Kenston was down 10 at one point in time. They were able to make a furious comeback. And don't count the Vikings out. Even though they lost to Green Central, the, Kenston is still a very, very great team. Oh, yeah. A team that could easily – if these two teams meet again in the in the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings knocked Green Central off. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, credit to um, Perry Tindall. You know, after the game he said, you know, he did a great job of recognizing um, Theodore Edwards – and his coaching staff and having his team well prepared for that game. And um, Perry Tindall just said, you know, kind of straight up, he was just disappointed in the way they played. Right. And, you know, he, he just kind of felt like Green Central came out, you know. And, I mean, it really did help that Green Central was playing at home because I really do think the fans – um look, also pr- credit to Jay Wilson. Jay Wilson, when he was on the show last week and his prediction, when he was talking about what's going to help Green Central defeat the Vikings, he was spot on with everything that he said – Points in the paint, a lot of um, gritty basketball, you know, a lot of muscle, you know, down low, forcing, you know, and ones, um, forcing Kent's key players into foul trouble, like they did with um, Dontre Styles. So, I mean, we need to have Jay Wilson on the show, honestly, every week to help us with those predictions because he was spot on what he was talking about. But, I mean, seriously – like you said, Kenson's still not out of the running for the for the conference title, and you know who it, it could very well be. We see Kenson and Green Central battling out in the conference championship. It's very well that we could see a repeat of last season's matchup between the Vikings and the Rams this season. Meanwhile, as we transition, I mean, we talk about Kenson and Green Central the rivalry at Pitt Community College. We watched um, them defeat LCC last week as well, and. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. You know, you get you got Rujan Walters, Taji Moore, and, and Reginald Tigger-Clark playing with Donquest Davis. First three guys, Kinston players. Fourth guy, Green Central. And then on the other side, you got Tyler Sutton who played at Bethel Christian. And then um, Darius Dunn from Kinston. So, I mean, it was just – it's always amazing just to see, you know, so many local players playing for the, for the two local college, community colleges and really showing out. And look, it's funny. I'm a student at Pitt Community College, and I I'm not been to a um, a basketball game over there. That's that last week when we went to see them play LCC's my first time. I was really surprised at the atmosphere over there. I mean, Pitt had a band. Yeah. Um, they kind of had like you know the really showcase. You know, turn the lights off in the gym for their starting lineups. It was really cool. And then Pitt's basketball team. Oh my lord, the Dunks, man. <laughs> there there is some I I. I apologize. I cannot remember his number. It was 15. I can't remember his name, but yeah. But, man, he, he's he's probably going to be looked at, you know, to transfer somewhere after his two years at Pitt. He was phenomenal. He had a spin-around dunk. Um, 
a one-handed put-back dunk. I, I mean, Pitt's basketball team just looked phenomenal. That's a really good ball-moving team. Um, credit to their coach over there. I'm sure Rujan, Taji, Tigger, and um, Don, Quiz. Don Quiz are all having such a fun time playing with not only with each other but playing for Pitt Community Basketball. Yeah, because we, we sat back, we watched them in some real battles last year. And now, you know, it seems like they – like I see some of their snaps and things of that nature. I mean, they're they're all they're brothers. Yeah. yeah, they're such good friends, and it's I mean, I'm sure they didn't hate each other last year, but I mean, that, you know, there was a dislike in between them. You know, just because they were a part of the Kits and High Green Central rivalry, and they were playing in it. And that's another funny thing that I, I that really stood out to me. And um, Coach um, Coach Edwards on um, post game um, interview that you did with him about how. And his first time, you know, being a part of this special rivalry, he wished it is that he could have been playing in it. And it's funny because, of course, um, Blue Edwards, he he was out there basically. Well, he, I believe, is the only person who has his jersey retired for basketball out there at Green Central. So it, it was definitely a special moment for him. But we got to talk about Kinston versus Goldsboro now. Yeah, that's going to be our LCC game of the week. I think we should save that prediction for the very end. Speaking of, let's go back to Coach Edwards. His Rams, after their huge win against um, their rivals, Kinston, they have another rivalry game uh, tomorrow, or next Wednesday, I should say, as they are playing North Pitt in the Pitt County Christmas Tournament at J.H. Rose. Um, Junius, these two teams have played each other once before – and Green Central had a huge 86-48 win over their um, rival, the Panthers. They're playing again this Christmas tournament. What do you got? Start the running clock. Start the running clock. You're going with Green Central? Yes. I'm going with Green Central, too. I mean, you just, you're just you coming off a huge overtime win against your main rival in the conference, Kitston. And, you know, you're playing this Christmas tournament. I think Green Central is really going to be rolling on some huge momentum following that Kitston high win. So give me the Rams in that one. Let's talk about another Christmas tournament game that we have going on as North Lenore will be playing Aiden Grifton in the um, in the Farmville Central Christmas tournament. Or that uh, that might be also another pick count. Uh, either way, that game's at Farmville Central in a tournament. Um, we get an early matchup of North Lenore and Aiden Grifton, which isn't really a rivalry, but it's still a very competitive matchup in its own right when these two teams face each other in the conference. Now, North Lenore is going to be coming in with a lot of momentum and everything, but I like the Chargers in that one. I feel like Aiden Griffin will be able to, particularly inside, they'll have the advantage. And they've got some pretty good three-point shooters, particularly um, James Richardson and Moses Tufts. Yeah, I'm actually going to go with North Lenore on this one. I mean, North Lenore got that huge upset over East Wayne, 89-79 in overtime. They then go on to get their first one in conference against Washington. And Washington, like we said, is not that bad of a team this year. They're very competitive. But they beat Washington by, by nine. And um, you know, I think since North, I think North Lenore is really looking for that big win of the season that they kind of need to get momentum going. I think they found that in East Wayne, and then you know it carried on to the Washington game. So give me Aiden or give me North Lenore in that in that matchup. Uh, let's talk about South Lenore as they'll be facing Jones Senior in a non-conference game this uh, this Thursday actually. That one is going to be interesting because I talked about the Torian Brown from for the Trojans. But I feel like South Lenore will be able to come out there with a close victory. That game is going to be played at Mun Gymnasium. And just having having the home court advantage should be all the difference right there. That's a very tough one. I mean, South Lenore with an overall record of 1-6. I'm not sure what James Sr.'s record is. But um, if, if the Torian Brown can go off 
for the Trojans. All right, so Jones Sr. is struggling to even get a first win of the season. But honestly, I think they could do it against South Lenore. So I give me the Trojans in that one for for an upset win. And then um, let's talk about Aiden Griffin. They after they play North Lenore, they play. Uh, they're actually playing tonight against right. North Pitt. I'll be there. Who do you got on that one? I've got the Chargers. Yeah. I feel like they'll they'll win pretty convincingly. I'll take the Chargers on that one. And then of course our big game. This Thursday is going to be the LCC game of the week as Kitson takes on an old rival in Goldsboro. I used to love those games, particularly in the 2015-2016 season when they played these other four times. I mean, Goldsboro has always had some great players like Myron Carmen, um, Ty Claude. But Kinston, they're still going to be stewing after that, off of that loss to Green Central. It's going to be a fun game, but... I have Kinston winning pretty handily. I'm with you on that one. I think Kinston's looking, you know, to get a bounce back game after that loss to Green Central. You know, they're playing one of their former rivals when Goldsboro was part of the Eastern Carolina Conference. That game's being played in the zoo. That's definitely going to help to Kinston High with that home court advantage. So give me the Vikings on that one. Real quick, we got to touch just a little bit on um, the girls' side of the conference. All right. I'm just basically going to kind of speed run through this. Kinston. Dominant as always. North and and Aiden Grifton. Aiden Grifton has been a pleasant surprise in, in girls basketball. Four and three right now, two and zero in the conference. North and Nord, Ashanti Lynch, absolute problem. And they've got a lot of great pieces. Washington and West Craven, they're they're doing their thing. South and Nord, I feel like they've got the pieces in order. They just have to continue to, to keep it moving. And Green Central, very young team. We're just gonna wish the best for them. Yep. Well, it is the holiday season. We're coming to an end here of the show, and we're actually getting presents Whoa. given to us right now, courtesy of VJ Murphy. Okay, I gotta see what this is. So let's check this out. We're we're seeing this for the first time. We know what oh this man, is. check this out, man! It's a new snooze. Th- Hold on, no, a new snooze Yeti cup. What? Look, I don't even know what this. I was expecting the hoodie, honestly. I thought it was gonna be the hoodie, but honestly, I'll take this as this is this is just as good. Hey, look, I might actually start using one of these. Like, this is awesome, dude. Seriously. Hey, listen, man. We we gotta sign off, but shout out to shout out to DJ for for the Yeti. What's it called? A Yeti cup? Yeti cooler. Yeti. You know that Yeti cooler? Yeti, I'm so excited. I, I mean, this is just a sweet a sweet cup right here. I'm rocking with it. But listen, again. If you haven't subscribed to newsnews.com, please subscribe. It's a free newsletter. It comes to your inbox 7 a.m. We're not going to throw any pop-ups in there or nothing crazy. It's just strictly news and sports. Serving the community since not even six months ago. And also, to listen to this episode, please go to flourishhill.com to listen to past episodes. You can do the same thing. And hopefully next week or the next time that we have our show, we'll have some really, really good guests for y'all. And we want to wish all of our listeners a very happy Christmas and a very happy New Year's. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Graham Hill. I'm Junior Smith III. And this has been the Flourish Hill Podcast. Episode 3.